Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Ladies and gentlemen, Ayo, it's music week, it's another week, it's not a bank holiday, that's a change, that's a nice change I suppose, it's a bad change, we've all got to be back at work today, haven't we, and be normal again, uh, well there's another one coming up soon, so fear not, ladies and gentlemen, if you're missing your bank holidays, I know we've had two in a row, uh, but we've got another week of graft ahead of us, another great guest here at the RGM Experience Podcast with me, Carl Maloney, how are you doing, you and yeah, here we go again. Yeah, so if you're brand new to the podcast, uh, you know, we had hundreds of extra listeners this week uh, tuning into the Tom Rylance episode last week. Uh, thanks for that. If you're sticking around for this new episode, ladies and gentlemen, you're very welcome. Uh, just to introduce this podcast to you a little bit, if you are new, ladies and gentlemen, we basically take a uh, take an honest look at grassroots music uh, and chat and interview guests within it. So they could be anywhere. They could be big famous people. They could be bands just starting off. With people in the community that support new music. So we have a comedians on every now and again. You know, there's plenty, plenty going on. So very welcome to everybody that's uh, brand new to this podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us. And for you lot that have been around for a while, nice one. Donning my hat to you. I think that's a phrase. Donning my hat. Yeah. Yeah. So Jack Wood is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. TV presenter uh, on Scruff of the Neck TV. Radio presenter on XS Manchester. Comedian himself. One of those personalities that are out there in the world, ladies and gentlemen, coming up for you very soon. So what's been going on RGM this week? Just same as, you know, really. You know, if you're into your new music, you like interviewing people. The View have been all over the internet today. Little fisticuffs, that were interesting. In a, in a weird way, it was quite refreshing to see somebody have a fight on stage. I don't know why. I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. I shouldn't enjoy that. I shouldn't. Um, but I did. Um, so that, that was interesting. <laughs> it wasn't on RGM, you know, the, all the um, all the big newspapers covered it, didn't they? Because uh, uh, they like to jump on board with something that goes a bit viral, don't they? A bit late and all. I just like to enjoy these things. You know, what's the point just saying what somebody else has already said? Uh, so, yeah, an interesting week here in the grassroots music industry at RGM. Oh, so, ladies and gentlemen, let's crack on with our guest. Ladies and gentlemen... From Scruff of the Deck TV, radio presenter on XS Manchester, comedian, presenter, loads of projects going on. Let's get to know him if you don't know him already. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Ward. Hi, yeah, wow. I mean, <laughs> to start, I think I've underestimated this. Um, okay. So I've got to apologise for <laughs> watching this. It, literally, I'm wearing a bra right now. I was like, I should take this off to just go in from a run. Yes. Look at that. Oh, at nice. That. That's me. That's, That's nice. all me. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Oh, God. So I'm going to keep the bra on. Um, <laughs> I have defiance, really. Yes. Uh, and this, this, is, this is what, this is me 
post run. Well, it's all about reality, isn't it, mate? You know, we specialise in speaking to people about, you know, the real world, uh, away from all the bullshit that goes on in the world. We're real people um, with bras on. Yeah, with bra or without. (laughs) Anyone can wear a bra these days. It normally holsters my phone. Okay, right. um, When I'm running. Um, Well, I'm going to ask you, what's it for? Is it just for your phone? It's just for my phone and there's a little spot for my keys. Nice. Um, It's just because, like, if you're running, you're holding your phone. Yeah. So it's a bit annoying. <laughs> so I heard this was good. And all it does is create an enormous sweat patch. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Uh, I suppose I have... I suppose it's me that's creating the enormous sweat patch, though. I can't blame the whole side. I mean, assuming people use these and don't sweat at all. Uh, I'm a sweaty northern boy yes. uh, running along the... And it's also that, like, that, you know that rain outside? Yes. I'm it's like, that. you think it's, it's not going to make you wet, but then you're out for an hour. Yeah. And suddenly, you're sodden. We've got to be used to that, though, living in Manchester, aren't we, mate? The old we are. Way. I nearly went into a PK routine there, didn't I? So <laughs> thank God I avoided that. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, did I miss anything out of all the stuff that I listed earlier there? Because you're, you're a busy lad and we appreciate your time today. Is there anything that I missed out? Is there anything else that you do? <laughs> God, what what can I plug? Um, I do a lot. I'm going to turn off my WhatsApp because yeah. suddenly I've become popular, <laughs> which isn't normal. It's, the top three people are uh, just, it's just my mum. Uh, her various things. Um, <laughs> what she? Um, I don't know if we missed anything else. Huh? I do. I do a bit of DJing, yeah. comedy, yeah. radio, yeah. talking to people, yeah. uh, with or without their permission. Yeah. Sort of stuff, yeah, that's me. No, it's good. Because I'm, I'm, you know, on this podcast, we're always banging on about the new music out there, the little guys, the people that are trying to get up there. Um, and I've noticed your reels, and I've noticed all the good stuff you do for Scruff of the Neck TV and that kind of stuff, being local to Manchester. All the, uh, you know, particularly the the TV channel that came out on the, over lockdown. Um, oh, that Scruff that just 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 created their own stage inside their own premises. That I need to have a nosy at so, at some point. Um, I need to pop down and have a look at that because it looks great. It, it, it was such a refreshing thing to see. Um, well, to move away from Facebook Lives that I don't think anybody I know really enjoyed <laughs> seeing artists in the bedroom <laughs> having a go at it, to see this professional studio that was set up uh, for the purpose of entertaining people during lockdown. And it's carried on through to today. today. So I just, that that for me, that that, that was a, yeah, nice work, Scruff of the Neck for that. Yeah, um, it's probably been my favourite thing I've ever been part of, right. to be honest. And I'm really lucky to be part of it. Like the team who, like I wasn't there from the origin of it. Yeah. And so I've got to thank like Mark mm. and the team at Scruff who put that together, who doubled up with Twitch to get that happening. Basically, mm. I, I remember like you being absolutely <laughs> bored out of my face with another like I, I don't know why people were doing it we were all bored it, yeah. another someone's going live now yeah. on instagram and it's like <laughs> oh another thing for me to avoid um uh and then this came out and i i, I was curious and i'd done some interviews with mark before and i yeah. watched it and i i remember i because i had a, a different presenter Abby mccarthy amazing yeah. Yeah. uh does a lot of bbc stuff really incredible interviewer i remember watching people like, I, I really want to be part of this yeah. And I think I emailed in and was yeah. like, hey, mate, I've got some really good ideas yeah. to maybe boost the show. I think it just needs a, a few tweaks and it could be mm. even better. And I think Mark went, oh, what are they? And I went, well, invite me on. <laughs> uh, nice. And it started there and I built up a really nice relationship with Scruff and I work there a few days a week. Uh, I do that, do 
obviously you've seen the socials, do the, yeah. the TV show when it's on, I present and host and I've started to work with some of the artists, which mm. is like a brilliant thing to do. Yeah. Um, working with people that are far more talented than you and <laughs> just being like, how can we help you? Uh, what what can we do? And there's some such a lovely roster yeah. on Scruff that it's a, it's a privilege, really. It really is. Like just just going back a bit before you st- you got into the creative industry, if that's a, a phrase that some people I know don't like. But as a creative person, what were you like before you started showing off? Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I mean, how I got into this yeah. is probably I remember this the, a distinctive moment. Do you remember? when podcasts weren't a thing yes. in, yeah. back in the day yeah. and it was radio programs and stuff. And I, I remember we down, it was the first time I had like iTunes. First time I had an, had an iPod mm. and my brother had downloaded the Ricky Gervais podcast because it was free. Yes. And we all listened to it on holiday in like the car. And I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was really funny. And I was like, what is this? Mm. So it's a podcast. I went, what, what's that? It's like, are they making money? Is this their job? Mm. They're like, yeah, I think they, they make money, they sell it, and people download it, and it's sponsorships and stuff. Mm. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm. Like, and I remember, and then I was like, how do I do this? Like, I was asking everyone, and they were like, well, do hospital radio. So <laughs> I joined hospital radio at like 16, Radio Caval uh, in Oldham Hospital. Nice. Uh, it's, 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 I, I was never allowed to even use the desk there. I, I was there for like a year. Uh, before I went to uni, maybe it was nearly two years. God, just walking those hallowed halls of the hospital, asking if anyone wants requests. Did you ever and... play any like any like ironic songs about like people like being ill and dying and stuff like that? Like 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 I didn't like, Ivan Brackenbury. Yeah. Don't worry, <laughs> yeah. I didn't do that. I did. It's the only time I've ever been banned for a week, um, which was <laughs> like, and it, it it was weird. It was basically we did a request show. That was what I was put on. So you had to go around and walk on the wards, yeah. and then you also had requests that came in. I've forgotten how they came in. I think people could text them in, or there was a system. Yeah. But every week, someone would ask for a different song by the Hollies, yeah. and I've got nothing against the Hollies, but I noticed that what they were doing was they, were, they had the very best of the Hollies album and they were going down track by track. Okay. Well, <laughs> and, I, and, and there's a joke. I just went, do you want me just to put the whole album on, mate? <laughs> like, and apparently they were really upset and oh. I felt really guilty. They were really upset that I'd taken utmost in their request. So the, the hospital just went, no, nah, you've got to, you can't come in next week. It's like, what? Wow. Um, so I was never allowed to touch the desk. I was always a co-host. I was always just a little point to jibber off and I loved it. And it was great. And it was me doing what I thought was what I wanted to do. And then I went to uni. Um, I wanted to study radio. Mm. My mum advised otherwise, which I'm yeah. sort of glad about. So I did psychology uh, at University of Nottingham. And I joined there. And I joined Nottingham mainly because I had, like they'd won the Best Student Radio Award like a few years in a row. So I, jo- I, I made sure I got the grades to get into that uni nice. because I wanted to be part of the radio mm. station. And I didn't even get a show in my first year. It was so busy. Yeah. I applied for the indie show. And the person that had the indie show was the person who decided who got the show. So I realized that was a bit stupid of me <laughs> to do that. And then eventually I I managed to sort of scan my way in by um, just being like, can I cover? If anyone's ill, can I yeah. cover? So the first year I never, I, I've been, I've had the most rejections ever uh, for everything. <laughs> Every part of my career has never been straight line. It's always been like, are you sure? Maybe give it a go. Yeah. Um, but it's just grafting, isn't it? Uh, so I did that. 
student radio and then from there I, I worked in a pub and then just did as much work experience as I could when I was back at home in Manchester and eventually that led to Key 103 which led to me working there and BBC Radio Manchester and I worked there and then Kerrang Radio which then became someone heard me on Kerrang Radio invited me to do demos for Radio X went to Radio X then I left Radio X back to Manchester Excess Manchester and all of what I do now so yeah, yeah. so you got your first case, first case of censorship then on Radio uh, oh yeah that's radio. how I started that long winded story <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah um, I've never had a complaint before I've never had an Ofcom yeah. or anything that's the only one I've had uh, and now I pay my utmost respect to the Hollies every morning uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> so censorship is difficult but you know in, in this podcast world that I enjoy living in you can basically say what you want if you do say what you want and you you know and, and you, you've got to You've always got to be accountable for your own words and be responsible for what you say. So I've always got that in the back of my mind. But in essence, it's not regulated. You can say what you want. It's it's kind of freeing. It's a it's a really free format for to to have long form conversations, which are difficult to get on radio because everything's so punchy. There's a time slot for everything. Um, how how do you feel it in radio? Uh, how do you feel radio is at the minute? You know, trying to have conversations with people when there's time limits to things. I think it's tricky. Mm. I think, if I'm being honest, radio's dying <laughs> yeah, in, in this nice way. Like, like people aren't listening to it as much. Yeah. I think you can see the way television's gone mm. in that everything's sort of, you grab it as and when yeah. now. Everything wants to be on hand and podcasts are kind of taking over uh, in, because of that. So I think, in a way, radio has to be punchy. Yeah. Because you might only win someone over in, in two minutes and, and then they might be like, oh, I hate that and switch over because there's so much choice. Yeah. So I think radio is adapting and maybe needs to adapt quicker to what's happening. I'd say give it five years, there'll be a radio station that does live podcasts. It's yeah. just a live podcast station. Um, well, that'll be the BBC future. BBC Radio 5 Live, sim- similar to that, isn't it? You know, their, their radio shows go out as a podcast and probably get more listens to what they, they do like the BBC are doing all with it with the sounds app and that kind of stuff that, that it, it's it's already happening that isn't it it's it's the, it's the, the process future. Gone, yeah it's a shame i think there'll yeah. always be a place for live radio yeah. i think there always will be um i don't know what form it'll be and I, I i think what needs to happen and maybe maybe in a way like i think the BBC are often at the forefront of what what yeah. people think when you think of media when you think of radio you think of bbc that's the first thing that yeah. comes to your mind and they always are the cutting edge they always are trying the new things that maybe don't seem like they're going to work and then that's suddenly how everyone does it and yeah. um, i think at the moment commercial is a bit afraid of stepping on it because we're all fighting over everyone's fighting over the same sort of yeah. uh, listeners mm-hmm. so no one wants to put the head above the parapet and be the individual or be a bit different everyone wants to like be that was this is the musical do it Whereas BBC, I think, has always had a, a case of pushing personality and yeah. creating personalities. Yeah, no, I, I, I see it. And for, for me personally, um, I've never worked for the BBC, but I, I don't think I'd enjoy it. It, it feels quite kind of like, well, you, you just see BBC uh, breakfast presenters where they're just getting into trouble all the time just for having an opinion. It feels like mm. they're walking, it, it feels like it's, you the Lineker effect, should I say? Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, well, that, that's another per- perfect example of, you know, um, not really being able to have your own voice at times. Do, do you have you ever felt that way? Yeah, I. But I, I come from a commercial background. Yeah. 
and I felt a little bit like um, at times I felt a bit stifled mm. where it, it, in case of like, oh, why, why are you trying to be, why are you trying to do like a personality thing? Why aren't you just telling, talking about the music? And I was like, because I've played a, a song so many times, I've got yeah. to try and spice it up in some way yeah. for my sanity. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think there's, there's give and take. I think there's places for both. Yeah. Um, in this world, I, I do think, yeah, I suppose, I suppose, but but for me, creativity, if someone puts a box, puts you in a box, you can still be really creative in that box. Yeah. Like there's always a way to sort of, sort of be like, oh, what, you're not letting me say what I want. Yeah. It's a bit like, well, okay, you only let me say this. I'm going to find a way to make that still fun. Mm. And that's what I've always tried to do. Like if someone says, all right, this is your, this is your playground. This is as far as you can go. Mm. Great. I will find a way to, try and make that fun, make that different, find a new way of looking at that particular area that no one's thought about. So I think you can see constraints as like, oh, you don't like, you're not allowed to say anything these days. Like, and I think that that's quite an old fashioned statement. And like, you have to move with the times and adapt, overcome, like see it as a new challenge. Like the comedy world, you know, a lot of people said, oh, comedians can't say what they want. And some comedians have said it and I don't agree with it. You can say what you want. You just have to be responsible for your own words. You can say what you want. Go on, say it. And then listen to no people come to your show. Like (laughs) that's exactly what I think. I think no one has ever gone on stage and felt like they can't say anything. They themselves have gone, if I say this, people won't like it. And I'm annoyed by that. It's just like, come on, man. Like, of course. You can't like what you can't say racist things anymore. Well, if you want to, which you shouldn't, you probably can, but no one will like you. So I think it's such a strange thing. It's like it's like they're annoyed that times have changed, and like I think that's the problem. Adapt. Like if you if you those things that you used to say, people find offensive. Go right, that was wrong. People are so scared of change, aren't they? Yeah. And it's because people are afraid. I think it's fear that mm. makes people say these things. They think, oh, I can't be funny anymore. Yeah. Or I can't do this. I can't be who I am. But just think, well, you you still can. Yeah. I think it's just strange to, to think that um, you can't be who you are if, some, if you can't say a certain thing that is a little bit outrageous. Like a lot of the things people say, you can't say anything anymore. I do think there there is a fine line, though. I, I think there's a line where someone's like, oh, you can't like some people you can be oversensitive and I think there's a line and you have to know the line Mm. Um, and you have to know what's right. And I think only you can decide that and stand by your own beliefs. But yeah, yeah, I I, I think it's silly to say you can't say anything anymore (laughs) because my God, we've got more freedom than ever. Look at the internet. I mean, like you can go, go on Twitter, say whatever you want, mate. And but live with the repercussions if you want to live like that. A, a lot of these people, and I'm talking more about like audiences that like to have the say online, you know, the keyboard warriors, the ones that just have an egg as a profile and that kind of stuff. All these people, all these kind of people that I get, I, I've just got used to just blocking those comments because they shouldn't matter. Cause they, 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 they don't, they're not accountable for themselves. They're not, you I think Twitter's doing a good thing by with the verification thing. I know it costs and all that kind of stuff, but it's there for a reason to try and clear up a social, a massive social media platform where people um, are being dictated to by robots and by co- big companies that are making up accounts to try and influence how people think about things, politics and everything that's going on around the world. 
I forgot my point. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when you start off on something? But you know, it, it is, it, it, there's an environment around us all um, that people like to have a say without accountability, I think. And the, the thing they're doing with Twitter, I think is great because that's giving people accountability. And I've always said around social media, you should upload your, uh, your ID um, to be accountable yeah. for what you say online because there's not enough of that yet. Even on Facebook and Instagram, there's none of that now. Oh, totally. Um, how, how do you feel about like, like that kind of stuff? I, well, went, I went on a rant there. I do apologise. I think, yeah. I, <laughs> it's interesting mm. in a way because what Twitter was supposed to be as a community, it's supposed to always mimic reality, yeah. I guess. And that you wouldn't go into a crowded room and where no one's listening to you and just shout something, yeah. an insult. You wouldn't do that. No one no one in their right mind would do that. And if they were, you'd probably be like, you really need some help. Yeah. But there is something about the anonymity yeah. that creates this mm-hmm. idea that you're like, right, yeah, let's do it. And <laughs> and I think it still is these people need help. And, and I've had it. I've had people be offended by me. Yeah. I've had people hate the things I've done. And like tweet at me. I mean, I, I think when you're on a radio station, a live station, ah, yeah. you wouldn't believe the stuff that, I mean, a lot of it is positive, but you remember the negative more than anything. Sure. And like my friend, like I, when I was on Radio X, I used to do handovers. I used to do weekend breakfast on a Sunday. So that was 8am and my friend was on at six to eight. And I used to be, stay on for a minute. We'll have a handover. Mm-hmm. So it's like old school radio. Uh, this doesn't happen anymore. Um, and it was funny. It was my favorite part of the show. It was just daft. He'd been up for hours yeah. um, and I'd just got in. So I was knackered and it was really funny. And I remember someone tweeted him being like, I don't know who's more annoying, um, <laughs> Jack Wood or Mikey Lavin. And they were the two lads that were doing it. Yeah. And it was like, like, I think, I think he got it framed. Uh, yeah. like or something like it's, we kept it and it, it really makes me laugh because the amount of people that found it funny it the one thing that sticks in your mind is the one person that hated it and it's so silly to have that that's people will go out of their way to um be negative about you and let that be heard and, and i've never done that really if i've not liked something i've not sat through it outrageously and this person would listen throughout my show which was the weirdest thing and then tweet about things and I, I often found that, like, someone did, I once responded to it with something funny. And then they were like, oh, you're all right, actually. Yeah. They, some people just want attention. Yeah. And they well, don't have to get it. I, I think I, that's a good example. As, uh, you know, get, being in the public eye a little bit there, how do you deal with negative things mentally? Oh. Um, I mean, I'm really lucky that I've got, I mean, I've never really had, I'd say like, luckily, like in, in the world of the public eye, I'd, I'd say it's, it's my toe that's really in it. Yeah. Like I've not gone mad into it. Thank God. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I just think, I think you've got to think of it as a balance that like, I'll put something out and a lot of the majority of people probably like it and you can fixate on the negative. Yeah. And you can think, oh, well, I better stop doing that because that person didn't like it. But then they won. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like some of my stuff I've probably done, I probably would look back and be like, that was shit. They <laughs> right. Fair play to them. Um, but mentally, it's, I've been looking, it has, it has bothered me, I suppose, yeah. 
in the past, but it's never really left a, a lasting mark. It's been like, oh, that was a bit annoying. Or oh, am I doing this right? And then it'd be two days later and I do the same stupid thing again. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess it's, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite lucky that like, um, my family are really supportive and, and like my friends are really supportive so that nice. I kind of know that they've got people that aren't in the sort of media business and I can kind of go, what do you think of this? They go, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, but they're not bothered. They're not bothered if I succeed or don't succeed. They're not bothered if yeah. I've had a thousands of views on a video or, or zero because they're like, they're just normal people. Who, yeah. Like all my friends are engineers, weirdly. <laughs> um, so like, it's really grounding that they don't care. Yeah. So I was like, oh, great. And like, like half the time they've not seen any of the stuff I'm doing. I, I tell them retrospectively and they'd be like, oh, that's good. And like, that's the reaction. You need to just think about that. Like even the people that truly love you, don't really care so the people that don't know you they don't really care either so that's the joy of it that rings true with me you know doing this podcast and stuff i have some exciting guests on sometimes and i tell my friends like they're all like builders scaffolders and all that kind of stuff and it's just like the least impressive thing that they, they want to hear they just want to talk about just i don't know other stuff um but it, it, it's a funny old world and it? it's a funny old world and what is a funny old world is watching your videos walking around the northern quarter speaking to the community of Manchester around music topics. I always find that entertaining. You get some, uh, there's a mixed bag out there, isn't there, mate? Well, what I love is because <laughs> where I, I, I always think I need to go outside the Northern Quarter yeah. and I, I should do, I should try going further afield. Yeah. But I love that, like, after time, I'll get students, I'll get people, in my, I get such a nice mix of people yeah. and I genuinely love talking to them. Mm. I like, I find it so interesting, the stuff that people listen to and their opinions on music. And yeah, it, it's brilliant. I, I think it's such a gift that I'm able to do it. And they're so funny. Like they're far funnier than me. And we get <laughs> characters all the time. Like, yeah. I'd say every other week. Yeah. And then you have like the likes of Blossoms that are like, are picking up our videos because someone said Blossoms are overrated and they're reacting to it. Yeah, and, yeah. But that's what I mean. Look Show, at that. Showing his number one album award, yeah he's holding up his radio one thing and someone still wanted to have a go at him and i find that so but that's the perfect example that no matter how great you are someone's gonna think you're shit and you've just got to accept it and i think that's what i used to get in my head i think my advice to someone is if you're doing something and no one's negative about it no one's giving you any stick you're not doing it right because you're you're too vanilla yeah like if everyone's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. What's the point in just Boring. being fine? Be something more. Be something that people go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like that's the way to be. Yeah. Like I do think because I've seen so many, and, and you'll have it where, and there's some lovely presenters, lovely people, and they're really funny in real life, yeah. and then you hear them on the radio or or, or, or doing something, and and that they they sort of stifle themselves mm. because they, they they don't need to go further. And I'm like, are you not bored? Yeah. Like, I think the world needs more people that are a bit willing to put themselves out there. And I love people that do. And I think that's why I love working with like these young artists who will push themselves and they have to, they have to stand out. And it's, it's incredible. Have you, have you had any weird experiences talking to people in, out in the public? Oh, all the time. I mean, everyone's sort of strange. Um, or anything like that were a bit too intense. <laughs> Yeah, they don't normally make it onto the edit, really. Um, One thing that we used to have a lot, less so more, now that people sort of recognise 
that we're going to do it and put it online is we used to have people that would record and I'd edit the videos and they'd be about to go up and they'd go, I'd get a little DM on (laughs) our Instagram and be like, can you not, I was this person in this hack, can you not put it on? And I was like, you said you like Beyonce. Like, I don't think anyone's bothered, but they've found us and they've realized like people, because again, people love to like go like, that's not the worst song, you know, you've got no taste. And some people do find that (laughs) hurtful. Um, which is fair enough. I don't. We don't want to exploit anyone, so we'll never put up a video that someone doesn't want us yeah. to. We always ask permission before we film, anyway. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll never. I'm not one of those people that runs up to you before yeah. you've even spoken and go, "What's your favorite song?" Because <laughs> I I don't like that. Um, I like being polite, be like, "Do you fancy a chat?" Yeah. And then I think you get the better out of people because they've gone, "Yeah, I do." Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people respond in kind. Um, but yeah, strange people strange people not really i've had people that are like i'm pretty sure are like hi <laughs> that's been it i can smell it yeah. um i've had people nothing that really stands out um at festivals we tried to do it at festivals and we had yeah. i think i think the general alcohol intake yes. uh changed the perceptive yeah. of that and it's just people shouting and trying to eat your microphone <laughs> and uh, you know, I think I was filming the other day and a bunch of school kids turn up and were just doing that behind yeah. me. And I was like, are they going to bully me? <laughs> I've never got out of that stage. No matter how old I get, I still am concerned that I will get bullied by. Intimidate, intimidated by little humans. It'll never stop, mate. <laughs> if there's more than, honestly, there's something about it. Even when they get, like, I'm on a bus and there's people yeah. laughing. I'm always like, is it at me? Yeah. Is it at me? Um, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, I know. So, um, you know, the, the industry seems to be back, um, you know, after a terrible time over the pandemic and that kind of stuff. And the music industry has always got a fight on its hands. You know, you only have to look at night and day and that kind of stuff. And the announcements by the BBC about introduction, you know, the, the local element of BBC introducing could be going as well. You know, th- these things that are surround us here in Manchester and, you know, all over the country, um, how do, how do you view this change? Well, in terms of the like, 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 like there's always a fight in the music industry. You, you know, once one thing seems settled, there's always another crisis. There's always another bit of funding that's being pulled. There's always another venue well, that's up in trouble. There's always another um, thing going on. It, there's always a fight in this industry. It keeps it interesting, I suppose, but it's hard. Yeah, I mean, I think at the moment. Um, everyone's fighting. I think yeah. just because of the economy, I think everyone's yeah. struggling. I think that's the trickle down effect. Sadly, um, I think everyone's struggling to fill venues. I think everyone's struggling to then the venues are struggling to get people to buy drinks. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of there's. I think the problem is there's never super much. There wasn't much support in lockdown for the yeah. arts, yeah. and I think now there's even less because of there's less money to go around and obviously we need to focus on helping the needy and helping those that are struggling to pay their bills and stuff. Um, I don't think there is much support for the arts in the government at the moment. And I do think it's a real shame if these restrictions, if this limitations come to introducing, because I know so many bands utilize it as a platform. Um, I do think bands are getting more adaptable um, in the way they are, reaching out to people. I think more so than ever, 
compared to like the 80s and 90s, if you weren't getting radio play or you weren't getting in at stations, you really didn't have loads of options to get your music out there apart from gigging relentlessly yeah. and supporting people until the people supported you. And that still can exist, but it's less so. Whereas now, thankfully, there's you can basically make a whole band, just you, mm. on a laptop. And you can market it all yourself as a band. You can come up with loads of creative stunts. Like look at like the look at that. Like yeah. you recognize the stuff that I've done from TikTok. Bands do incredible things like that too. And I do think there's more pressure on bands, maybe, that they've got to be even more DIY in ways that they perhaps didn't want to be. And like maybe and that is a shame because the likes of like like Alex Turner, look at him, look how they came through. It was a, a band that got big on MySpace. Mm. Um and they had the support of local stations, obviously, and the local people. Could you imagine Alex Turner doing TikTok videos, trying to get his band big? And I think it's a shame. I do think um, because of the way the world's going with TikTok and Reels, and that's how we're digesting short-form content. Yeah, Totally. It, it's, it's a demand that I think it's going to restrict a lot of the artists, that maybe who just want to focus on the music, it's going to be harder for them to get their music out there compared to maybe, you know, people who are a bit more outgoing, who, yeah. who make these videos anyway. Um, it, it's, it's a really tricky time, but again, it's, I want the venues to stay. I do. Um, and I want introducing to stay because I think it's just a great platform, yeah. but maybe again, they both need to adapt. Um, like, maybe introducing all that in a different way. I don't think introducing will ever properly go away. Thankfully, I like that they've got certain local ones and that they need to sort out how they're going to set them up locally. Like if yeah. they're going to merge some together, it's got to be fair. It's got to be split. How are they going to do it with genres? Are they going to make sure they're still covering the areas yeah. properly? Is it going to be a longer show because of that fact? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Interesting times, yeah. mate, isn't it? And yeah, and- it's 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 sad. I mean, there's there's never a time where everything's perfect, and I I just think everyone's trying to survive. And I think there is again. I mean, part of the reason why these restrictions coming into the BBC is because they've got to cut costs, you know. And where can they take away if they take away a number of shows? They're doing it, and, and that's the problem. Money makes the world go round. You're definitely right uh, with bands, though, because I, I were on Twitter earlier, um, and one of my favorite bands in Manchester Spangled were just talk, talking on Twitter and yeah. they, 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 they basically put a poll out to say, shall we start doing a podcast like a band pod- podcasting and speak to other bands? Fair play that they're just like trying new things to find new audiences, to stay online and have content and keep people interested in their brand, the Spangled thing, which is just fantastic. And <laughs> bands can stay still they can just you know I, i've worked with bands where they they, they they don't like doing the social media but then you're not gonna you're just gonna carry on playing to your parents and your friends you're not gonna get out to new people when you've got this amazing technology in your hand that that just just get out there and just be more creative sometimes you're not just gonna it, it just by recording great music is not enough no i know um that there's certain courses especially Manchester that, that teach musicians, teach musical courses, artist yeah. courses now do modules in social media, do modules in yeah. creating content mm. because it's so necessary. It's a marketing tool mm. in the same way that 
back in the day, you'd record a demo on cassette and you'd post it to a radio station and hope for the best. That's sort of done. Mm. Like it's daft. Like when I was at, it, it was quite rare to ha- to see a band posting a CD to a radio station yeah. because like who's like I I've not used a CD player in years. Yeah. Um, but I I kind of respect it. But I was also like you've got to move with the times. Like you've got to yeah. get noticed a different way. I think just posting stuff out isn't going to work anymore. Adapt and create. But I think there's still ways that you can. I still think the most powerful one is word of mouth. Yeah. If you can get yourself out there, if you can find a local audience and get them to back you, they'll bring their friends and every gig you'll do yeah. will eventually increase. And as long as you keep giving them stuff to to, to latch onto, they're going to support you. It's like I'm going to see a band called Is This Tonight. They're yeah, on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they're managed by Scruff yeah. as well. And like, uh, their album dropped today, third album. Like they've had the first two albums were, I think, top fifties in the vinyl yeah. chart. Yeah, and like they're, they're they're not huge. They're big in Manchester and they're really fantastic. Um, but there's a sort of they don't do loads of like TikToks or silly reels, but they yeah. found a way to carve a niche yeah. in that they do good gigs. They've gigged the they good the hell out of it. They've created a local thing. They're playing the Ritz, which yeah. is a big venue in Manchester. Yeah. Um. So it's it can still happen. I think it's just you've got to decide what you want to do yeah. um, and how you want to do it and what you're willing to sort of do. And like, I mean, let's be honest, there's ba- amazing bands that aren't getting BBC introducing play. It doesn't mean they're not yeah. going to make it big. There's amazing bands that aren't getting booked at certain venues. It doesn't mean they're not going to make it big. They'll just go, right, that didn't work. What's the next plan? Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate your time today. I know you're, you're a very busy man. You've got work to do and all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to finish a little bit more about you, though, just to finish off, if that's all right. And I'm always Love fascinated it. by anybody that, that gives comedy a go. I was on the comedy circuit 10 years ago for a year, doing gong shows, getting five minutes here, two minutes here and there, getting kicked off stage as, as soon as you walk onto it. I'm fascinated by the mentality of people that go into this industry. What made you consider it, just out of interest? Comedy? Yeah. Um... <sighs> Do you, know, do you know what? I started to do comedy. I did a course because uh, I thought it would help me presenting. Yeah. I thought it just make me, when I'm be a bit more succinct, mm. a bit more to the point. And I think you can think you're absolutely hilarious <laughs> when you're sat behind a mic in a room on your own. Uh, but when you go go out there and do it on a stage, you can be like, oh, that doesn't work. Yeah. People don't like that. <laughs> and I think it's humbling in a way. And it's, it's um, I've always but I, like, I think a lot of people that go in, get into the music industry, you, you'll start by trying to be a band. Mm. Like, And I, I tried to be in a band for a while. Um, we weren't amazing. And I actually, I was the what front was the band name, I've got to ask? Uh, the Little Meisters. Okay. It was supposed oh, to be the Little Mesters because of um, my granddad, my great granddad was a mester in Sheffield, a little okay. mester. Right. So we named it after that. Um, but I spelt it wrong. I thought there was an I in it. So it became <laughs> okay. slightly Germanic right. on the first gig poster. And because we'd done that, we were like, right, we're going to have to stick with it. It's right. on the MySpace, mate. <laughs> Got to stick with it. Yeah. Um, and I started to enjoy the bits where I talked to the crowd more than hmm. the bits where I was playing the songs. Uh, so, yeah, I've always I've always loved comedy. I've, I've come from a very funny family. Uh, so I, I just figured give it a go. I'm not amazing. I just like doing it i like the idea that i can write something literally on the day and go up yeah. in front of people and make them laugh or learn that it doesn't work and then 
that goes in the scrap heap and then I get to try something else yeah. next week. So it's, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really privileged thing to be able to do. And there's a lot to be said to get to, to being out of your comfort zone isn't there, as well. And, and you're doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it to improve as a presenter and just to try different techniques and find out what works, which is, you know, it's a, it's a tough place to put yourself sometimes. Yeah. I think there's like a David Bowie quote. Um, is that the David? So I've got a little book of them. Mm. But one that really stuck with me was like, if you're comfortable, you haven't gone far enough. Yeah. So once you're comfortable in something, once you push yourself yeah. to a level and then you're comfortable with it, yeah. go a bit further because otherwise you're just stagnating. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think if you want to be creative, great, you found something original, you found something new. What's next? Yeah. And there's bands, the bands that are long lasting, the bands, well, not just bands, artists themselves that push themselves. You've got like... I mean, look at Arts and Monkeys, for an example. They've changed every time, pushed themselves. They don't care anymore if yeah. they put off people that liked the album before. Mm. They're doing what they need to do. And, and it, in 10 years, they'll be hailed as like a Beatles mm. because they've always pushed themselves. Um, it's funny, it's it, not, every time an Arctic Monkeys album comes out, there's loads, loads of fans that say, oh, it's, it's not like the first album. So, well, just listen to the fucking first album. Yeah, exactly. That's an overcome. And it's not just that. It's like, like there's something that I really enjoy in that I I like bits of hip hop. And I love that, like, I don't know what it is about, like, hip hop and rap, but they collaborate like nothing. They'll do it constantly. Like, they'll jump on each other's songs. And there is an element, I feel, less so now, but in the sort of the noughties, maybe in the 2010s, Maybe it was a Gallagher hangover in that you couldn't be mates with bands. Like bands had to hate other bands because you were the best band. So yeah. everyone else was shit. Yeah. Um, so these collaborations didn't really happen in as in other genres, in like rock and in, in indie. Mm. Um, but I think that's sort of changing now and everyone's realised we're all in this together. So I'm mm. I'm kind of excited at the moment that like, seeing bands working with each other, collaborating, jumping on each other's songs, writing with each other. Cause it happens anyway. Yeah. Like bands write for other bands and you, you just don't see it. Yeah. And then everyone pretends it doesn't happen. Uh, at least hip hop's kind of like open about it. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a lot more of, of that in the coming future. But yeah, I think it's I, I, as sad as it is that things are changing. I still think music is, is better and more experimental than ever mm. and you can like especially in manchester you can walk down a street and see gig posters for free bands you've never heard of go listen to their songs and go do you know what they're great yeah. like i think there's such a bustling energy in manchester at the moment i'm really happy to be here yeah. and like just to be surrounded by it and like look at scruff of the neck tv we filled it every time and every time there's amazing artists mm. and there's so many bands coming through like keep an eye out for them. And yeah, like it's like I had an interview a bit ago, someone called Tom A. Smith. Mm. You you all know him. Like, how is he? What is he 18? (laughs) How is he 18? Like, look at it. And it's, it's not reinventing the wheel, but he's writing songs that are far too large and, and far too like musically impressive for what he's doing. Like, I think we can be pessimistic or we could be like, bloody hell everything's going to be okay these artists are still coming through yeah we need to support them but things are, things are going to be okay look you're interviewing ruby j you said yeah 
it's, it's, it, yeah, as this comes out, it's a previous episode. You, you can listen to it in the archives. Um, there you uh, go. This one's listen back to it. If you yeah. have listened to it, listen back. She's lovely. Yeah. Amazing. And she just bought support of the Lathams. Yeah. Like, what? Like, <laughs> amazing. Like, so much confidence, so much talent for someone so young. And, like, like she'll, whether it's this project or her next thing, she's going to be big. Yeah. And, like, it'll happen. And you just got to keep working and grafting and like yeah there needs to be that support there but the support that you have will maybe that'll change maybe it'll be something else but i think as long as there's people that love music which i think weirdly there's more music lovers than ever because of the way streaming services work we are you don't have to commit to an album like i I think when i was young it was like you liked indie (laughs) or you liked rap that was your thing um but then I think that was because you had to buy an album. You had to really commit. So you, you felt stronger. Now I can be like, you know what? I, I'm going to have a little, I'll listen to the album. Maybe I won't listen to it again, yeah. but at least I get to give it a go. Yeah. Isn't that brilliant? I love that. And uh, I want to thank you for your enthusiasm and the support that your, you know, your, your enthusiasm is infectious. Thank you for all the stuff that you're doing, supporting new bands and that kind of stuff, Jack. Really appreciate it, mate. Keep on cracking with the comedy. I'm off to. I can't, I can't make the assist gig tonight because I'm going to watch Stuart Lee at, at Lowry. Oh, I see where your loyalties lie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was booked like six months ago, so you kind of like <laughs> you, you can get clogged up with these kind of things, don't you? But really, no, just, I'll tell the lads. Yeah, it's fine. We, we, our GM are covering it though. We have got somebody else covering it as well. It's just oh, like, I'm it. not personally in the room, but we've got loads of people sharing the gig tonight. Keep sharing your stories, mate. Love the stuff that you're doing. Really appreciate your time, Jack, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks, mate. You're smashing it Thank too. You. It's really Thank nice to meet you. Oh, cheers, Jack, for joining us. Really appreciate it, mate. Nice one. I've seen he's currently, he's been spending this weekend down in Brighton. Uh, I've seen him on his socials. Covering Great Escape Festival. I need to get to that festival. It looks great. And I like Brighton. Sorry. So, uh, you know, share the love of Brighton uh, Great Escape Festival, ladies and gentlemen. If you're down there or you've been down there, tag us into your socials and your pictures. If you found a new band that you like, let us know all about them. Share the love and that. Um, and yeah, stay tuned to rgm.press this week. Loads more coming your way. It will never end. It's a passion project that's turned into a nightmare. <laughs> what are you joking? Uh, and yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, stay, stay tuned here at the RGM podcast as well. This week, ladies and gentlemen, there might be another one of those bonus episodes coming your way as well. So don't say I don't treat you. So ladies and gentlemen, for, that's me for another week, Paul Maloney, that bloke from RGM, I will be seeing you if you're out and about at or After All Festival in Manchester this weekend coming up, ladies and gentlemen. There's loads of tickets left. Um, uh, it's at Atmer and Pirat. I'm going to be there all day, so, you know, watching some great bands on there. So if you're in Manchester this Saturday, I'll see you there. Tickets available. Uh, and uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Thanks again for your time. I am going to go this time. Uh, I'm just going to get off. Toodaloo! Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback 
and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show, and thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.